Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your gift of life, your gift of love and mercy. We ask your blessing upon us uh, this morning. Uh, we pray your blessing upon uh, all of Acadiana, all of Louisiana, America, and the entire world. Come, Holy Spirit, and renew us in your mercy and love. Thank you, we pray, in the name of the Father, Son, the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We're lis- you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I always say super excited, so I'm not going to say super excited, but I am just uh, blessed, really, to be uh, in the presence of Mr. Philip Brubacher. Oh, man. Welcome to the show. Thank he you so much. He and I much. have a lot of mutual friends, and uh, just this is a long time coming, and I'm so ap- happy to have him on the show to share his testimony with us today. So, Philip, just start off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you so much, Todd. It's an honor to be here with you, brother. Um, yeah, so originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, I uh, went to Our Lady of Fatima. I uh, went to high school at St. Thomas More. Uh, my college experience was a little a little crazy. I went to Millsaps College and played some basketball uh-huh. there, and then I went to UL for a little while. Then I was in the seminary. Obviously, did not become a priest because I'm married with our seventh kid on the way. Um, but my degree is from St. Uh, St. Joseph Seminary College in in uh, Covington, and. Um, I guess we'll get into a little bit more of why I'm here. But Philip, how old are you? <laughs> oh, man, you don't have to ask me. I'm 40 years old, bro. 40, oh, you're so, you're so old. I wish I was 40. Uh, and you heard it right, seven children. Uh, that's that's a beautiful thing. And and one on the way or one just? Our seventh is on the way. She'll, on the way. she'll be due mid-September, God willing. So Beautiful. Yeah. So I didn't know all those things about you. I love I love basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family just tied to sports as well. But you know, tell me a little bit about that. I oh, mean, sure. Basketball. How's that mix into your spiritual life? Yeah, man. I don't know if uh, basketball was like my first love, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife is well aware of that. My kids are well aware of that. Uh, no, I just grew up playing basketball, loving it. Uh, my dream and goal as like a, as a high school kid, a middle schooler, was to play in the NBA, and then when I kind of realized that wasn't going to happen, it was to play college, and uh, I just loved it. I, I still love it. Uh, I still try to play when I can, um, and, and some nice. of my kids like it, but uh, but I love it. How is it playing my spirituality? I don't know. It's kind of just always been a great outlet for me, and now that I'm getting older, it's a good, just kind of like a mental and outlet, you know, sure. physical outlet for sure. Fantastic. So, I know a lot of people in Acadiana know Philip, uh, but you know this family missions uh, company in Abbeville is is just incredible. The reach they have, and you know he is a, a Cajun Catholic. This is what the show is about about us, you know, preaching to the world the good gospel, the good news, and and he has done that in a big way, also with his family. But you know, so many questions come to mind. But I, how do you get to this point? I mean, you know, I want to know a little bit about your wife. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. she's she's she plays a big hand in, in, in all your family's mission work. But how did y'all meet and all that? Absolutely. Great question. Other than following Jesus, she is be- definitely the, uh, the, the best decision I've ever made in my life, Todd. Uh, we met actually the year after I left the seminary. We met at Our Lady of Fatima. I was going to daily mass there. She was going to daily mass there. And I kind of she was like a front pew Catholic, and I'm more like a mid mid back. <laughs> and so I like, kind of like see her, you know. I'm like, man, who's that girl up there? And uh, eventually, kind of worked up the courage and, and started to talk to her. And, and uh, we had a bunch of mutual friends, of course, being nice. uh, Catholics here in Lafayette. And um, 
I don't know. We've been married 13 years. The rest wow. is history. <laughs> and she's from Lafayette? She, uh, thank you. She's actually from Arneville. Oh, yes, yes. a real Cajun That's Catholic. right. A real... In God's country. <laughs> That's right. Over there. Yeah. Beautiful. So when did you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, how long did y'all date? Sure. We dated for a year. We were engaged for a year. That was quick. Yeah. I knew she was it, for sure. Yeah. My grandfather, this is funny, uh, who's deceased now, but he always told me, uh, don't ever propose to a girl unless you... you uh, dated her for a year and so I was just counting the days <laughs> oh that's funny because <laughs> I knew she was the one yeah yeah I, I tell people my wife and she gets so mad when she listens to these shows but we, we dated for seven years before uh-huh. we got married and, and, and we've been married for 30 years wow. and, and I'm still not sure you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just kidding honey but so let's get right into it you sure. know tell us about your mission work and and uh, you know that's really defined a lot of your life so far and it's just and so inspiring but sure. tell us about where you've been yeah so I'll, I'll tell you how we got in uh, is, that, is that okay if I yeah, start yeah. there and then kind of the tell beginning. you where we've been so uh, about, I guess about five years ago, six years ago, I was selling commercial real estate here in Lafayette. Loved it. It was a great blessing for me. I worked with some great people. One of your great friends, Hammy Davis, actually dragged me into the business and mentored me and, and it was great. My wife and I just kind of felt like something was missing in our life and we wanted, we felt God calling us to something else or deeper. We didn't really know what it was. We couldn't put our finger on it, uh, we were having kids. We were involved at St. Pius, involved at uh, in different you know ministries in Lafayette. I led a Bible study. We did a bunch of stuff, kind of in the community. And I guess eventually we went on this short-term mission trip with Family Missions Company. We went to Mexico, and I could spend all of our time, which I won't, on that one week. But in short, the Holy Spirit really just kind of shook us up, exposed me. I had never really been on a foreign mission trip. My wife had. Uh, but it ex- just exposed me to the physical and spiritual need in the world at large. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that week, you know, during that week, we went and prayed with people out in these little rural villages in Mexico. Uh, we brought Eucharist to them. We brought the Word of God to them. We brought testimonies. These are people who, you know, might have Mass once a year, once a month, once a quarter. They're very poor physically, you know, sleeping on old wooden floors or dirt floors and so anyway my eyes were really open Todd Mm -hmm. and my wife was kind of laughing because uh, as a college student she had been exposed to foreign missions and and really enjoyed it and so I don't know so God led us to uh, in short basically just jump all in and that was really hard I think it was just a challenge you know we had a lot of we owned a bunch of real estate we had to get out of all that all those commitments. Um, I was in a real estate business. I just started a little landscaping business. Uh, I had a management business. And so we just kind of had to uh, allow God to do his thing. And I didn't think he could. I didn't really trust him. But I was like, all right, Lord, if you're calling us to this, you have to kind of get us out of all of these these avenues that we're pursuing, which were good and holy things we were doing. And he did it like in a month. It was amazing. And so we jumped in with Family Missions Company, and we did intake, which is like missionary training. Right. Um, and that was in the year 2015, 2016. And so, so if you're listening out there, you know, imagine in, in the Bible, God says, hey, drop everything and follow me. And uh, we read that many times as good Catholics that we are. But, but, but this guy actually did it. You know, <laughs> well, I, I did it very, uh, very hesitantly, to be honest. At first, well, I kind of focused on like, Oh man, Lord, you would never call us to, to do that. And then uh, you kind of folk. I kind of focused on like, all that I was giving up. Mm-hmm. And then later in that discernment and in the process, Jesus showed me 
uh, Matthew 13, 44, you know, where he says the kingdom of, of God, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who finds a, a treasure in a field, you know, and he, he finds it, he buries it, and then he kind of runs away, and it says out of joy he goes and sells everything else because mm-hmm. that treasure was more important, you know. And so eventually I, 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 we have slowly become more like that man, I think, in seeing Jesus and what he's offering us to do as truly a treasure, you know, and not something like we have to give up all these things to That's do. so beautiful. So I know one curious question to me, and this is how it was maybe for me, but, you know, it, it just seems like the Holy Spirit has some supernatural movement inside of you to, 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 to get you to that point because sure. not many people would take all of their kids and, and go to – India or wherever you got. I know you, you can mm-hmm. tell that story where you've been, but, 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 but was there, was it supernatural for you or honestly yeah. just, I think that's a great question. I, I I'm still reflecting on that, <laughs> but I mean, to be honest with you, like I was born Catholic. I received all the sacraments on time and in a time, my, my parents did a great job instilling the Catholic faith. I received a Bible when I was getting confirmed and it started reading the Bible uh, I was formed at St. Thomas More in a great way, a lot of great campus ministry opportunities. Uh, I had a great mentor, Mr. Michael Keefe. And so I had some, some great uh, backdrop of, mm-hmm. of like faith formation that I don't want to take for granted. And then I had great men in my life, great priests uh, and women, but uh, like Father Joe Bro, who, who really instilled in me like the importance of a prayer life. And, um, you know, and at some point, you know, someone challenged me to do a holy hour. Um, and so while... God was preparing our hearts. I think uh, we were doing these things, and my wife had a, a lot of that same faith formation. So, uh, so it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, right? and in Lafayette, we're so blessed. We have so many opportunities for to like form our faith uh, that I felt like when God called our family, we were ready. Yeah. You know, because we we weren't um, we hadn't been like just wasting uh, our opportunities around us. God had been, I didn't realize it, but God had been forming us the whole time. His Holy Spirit was at work. So in your immediate family or your wives, uh, you know, what was their reaction to this? (laughs) Because I I don't think that's common. (laughs) (laughs) At first, you know, we uh, we struggled, like, how are we going to tell everybody, you know? (laughs) Um, But but um, we've received so much support. I think at first there's some questions, just like the normal uh, questions that, like, your friends and family might have, like, what in the world are you going to do with your kids? Where are you going to live? Uh, but I think once we were able to kind of answer those practicality kind of things, those practical questions, most people in our life were like, yeah, I, I could see y'all doing that. And has really given us their blessing uh, and support. You know, right. many of them support our mission and pray, all of them pray for our mission. And, uh, and many of them still scratched their head. What are you doing? But, but that's all part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And your children, how, how old is the oldest? Sure, our oldest is William. Uh, he's twelve. Okay. Yeah, and our youngest uh, is Andrew, who who's uh, two. Uh, he was born in in on, in the foreign mission field in, in Costa Rica, and then we're expecting uh, our seventh. So I have two boys uh, currently, and then we'll have five girls once our little. Our now, little girl is born. Do, do, do your children like we've got we we had this discussion last night because I went to one of my little cousin's birthday parties, and you know he's like nine, mm-hmm. and they're into Fortnite and all these other things, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, I don't know about that. You know, is that okay? Is that healthy? But did, did the kids know anything different other than, you know, sure. I know you've raised them a little differently. Yeah, yeah. So our first two, or two oldest were, uh, let's see, like eight and seven when we went into mission. So they had a little life under them. They were mm-hmm. uh, students at St. Pius, you know. And um, so 
once we move out of America, yes, their their um, their exposure to different things is is very different. Like where we lived in Central America for two years, it was very rural. Mm-hmm. It was like a town of five hundred people. This you was Costa to, Rica. Yeah, in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. So you, you say Costa Rica, you think like the beaches, but we right. were in the middle of we were at the Costa Rica and Nicaragua border. So you had to take an hour and a half dirt road to get to our little village, basically of five hundred people. And so there wasn't time to do we. Wi-Fi was limited. You know, right. we didn't have AC. We didn't have a bunch of things. So our kids definitely were like, uh, you know, the, the older ones were in a little culture shock, but the young ones didn't really know any different. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? When I went to Costa Rica with Pablo on a mission trip, you know, there's two things you said that jogged me. One is we didn't have air conditioning. We're like, oh, my God. But, you know, it was okay. And then, yeah. you know, Pablo, when I got to see him several other times, he freezes whenever, you know, yeah, we put yeah. the air conditioner on the car. like, hey, can you turn that down? Yeah. You know, and so you get used to it. You realize you really maybe don't. Now, I'm saying that it's it's 99 degrees outside right now. Sure, sure. You know, we still need air. But, but uh, the other thing was, like, when we went into the slums of Costa Rica, which was incri- mm-hmm. what you described earlier, it – for me, it touched me is that we're spiritually poor. You know, mm-hmm. I heard you say that they don't have access to the sacraments. But what I felt like was like, wow, as Americans, you know, these people have more faith than we do. Yeah, there's a lot of beauty in, in simplicity, in, uh, in a simple faith, a simple even a simple understanding uh, of who God is, um, and in just a simple life. You know, mm-hmm. those people don't have a ton of resources. So, like, when you don't know where your next meal is coming from or when you're sleeping on a dirt floor— you're going to be very, very thankful for what God has given you. You know, you don't have those those ancillary things to kind of waste your time and and um, and get you sidetracked. So, there's a lot of truth to that. And we what we've learned in serving, namely serving the poor, is you know Jesus says in Matthew 25 that He is the poor. You know, uh, and we have to see Him in uh, in the poor. And we've seen that. We've seen that come to life. Um, my kids have seen that come to life. It's a humbling lesson for for me growing up okay. here. You know, with a lot. You're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's guest is Philip Brubacher. He is a Catholic missionary for Family Missions out of Abbeville. And uh, tell us, Philip, about um, it, it, you always, I think a lot of people think, is it dangerous there? You know, mm-hmm. or, or is it okay for you to bring your kids all over the world? Is that safe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a, uh, you sound like my, uh, my parents. <laughs> I've had some practice. <laughs> yeah, you got a few kids of your own. Um, you know, like um, as a parent, I want to th- I want to think that everything is always going to be safe you know but like it's crazy you and i walked into the studio with these masks on because of covid so i think what i've what i'm learning in foreign missions is that nothing is really safe we have an illusion of safety and jesus never called us to a safe life you know um last sunday we we saw him call his closest out on the on the water to walk right and throughout the gospels he's calling people to get outside of themselves basically and he didn't call any of the apostles to safety. And so, no, on the other hand, like, we're not doing, like, stupid, stupid things. You know, some people may th- think it's foolish, but, like, Jesus tells us to go. You know, he tells us to go and proclaim the gospel uh, to all nations. And so, yeah, there's some situations that are that are not safe. You know, like in Costa Rica, we had snakes in our house on a couple of occasions. Hello. You know, uh uh, we lived in Malaysia, you know, for a year, and that's a Muslim country, so that, that really forbids missionaries to be there. And so, yeah, there's there there are dangers in that, but man, there's no I have no fear being within the will of God and being within the grip of the Holy Spirit. You know, where Jesus is going to lead us, where the Holy Spirit's going to lead us. Like, who am I to fear? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, tell me about 
what is your understanding of the Muslim faith? That's confusing to everyone, and myself included, but uh, how, sure. how was Malaysia? Tell us about it. Yeah, that. yeah. So Malaysia was great. Um, we served there uh, with, a, with a, a local Catholic bishop who invited us uh, to serve. Um, it's a Muslim country. Uh, you know, uh, the, the religion of Islam is their official religion. It is illegal for them to convert uh, to any other faith. You know, so as a, as a Catholic missionary, it's illegal for me to share the gospel with a Muslim. So you really have to just be careful. You have to form relationships. Uh, you know, if you're my neighbor and you're Muslim, uh, over time, eventually, like, you might want to know what I believe. You know, like, you may say, man, tell me a reason. Why are you always so happy? Why are you always so, you know, why, why are you so joyful, joy-filled? And um, so that's how we, we chose to share our faith with others over time by forming relationships versus, like, standing on the street corner, you know, with a sign, you know, Jesus saves, repent. Then we would be arrested and sent home, and our, our mission time there would be real short. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we found Muslims to be very, um, very warm to us. We found that our family actually, believe it or not, broke down so many walls um, with people there that we were serving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I approach a, a Muslim man, he may have a lot of hesitation just by the color of my skin. Um, but if, if I'm with my children, like right. walls just break down. It's, it's amazing. And, and so um, we saw the Holy Spirit use us in that way. Primarily, we served at an AIDS home. Uh, so it was a government-run AIDS home for, um, for men and women who are in the, the final stages of, wow. of the AIDS virus. Kinda, it was like a death <clears throat> home, basically. So do they worship the same God as us? It's a good question. Uh, you know, the church teaches that uh, all, all faiths, all religions uh, do spring from the one true God. Um, and so, you know, I didn't spend a ton of my time, like, um, I try to learn their faith if we get caught up in like the minutia of their faith, um, we'll see our differences, mm-hmm. you know, and there, there, there are a zillion differences. Uh, they do not worship Jesus. You know, they think Jesus is a prophet. They have respect for Jesus. Um, but they do not see him as, as God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so clearly there are differences. Um, I think what we learned is that, um, our job as, as Christians, um, and we're all called to be missionaries, you know, if we're baptized, we're confirmed, we're, we're called and sent, um, is to embrace those people of other faiths and bring them, um, bring them into um, a relationship with Jesus. So, like, just introducing them to who Jesus is. Um, and, and we found that Muslim people are ready. They're ripe. You know, uh, it's the fastest-growing religion in the world. Um, it's all over the Middle East. It's all over uh, Asia and India. Um, and it's time for us to just kind of drop our fears. I, I, I found I got there a little fearful of Muslims, but noticed that, man, they're just people like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pray all day, which is really inspiring to me. Um, they fast a, a lot better than I do during Ramadan. Um, but they're ready. You know, they're ready to receive. Like, Todd, when you, if I told you, if you believed your whole life that you had to work your whole way and do this checklist of things just to have an opportunity to get to heaven, like, if that's what you believed, and I came and said, no, like, there is, your God actually came down here to show you how to do that so that you could become one with God, and and you don't have to work your entire way. There's a loving God who loves you, who wants you to love him, and, and, and by doing that, you're going to, you know, reach heaven, 
it's it's mind blowing. It's hard for us to, to comprehend that as a as someone who lives in the West, but um, it's mind blowing for a Muslim. And so I, I think they're they're ripe and ready to, to receive the my gospel. My burden is light and my yoke is easy. I yes. Mean, yeah. That's, yes. I guess you know when you've been pulling that wagon for so long and you go, hey, wait, you know, maybe we could put an engine in this car. In this hey, car. You amen. Know? <laughs> that is pretty cool. Um, so you know. Uh, so many questions, you know. So tell me about um, your latest. Where, where, so was the family in Malaysia and Mexico? You had some family, both. Yeah, so we, we had um, we had our whole family went on that Mexico mission okay. trip. And then we moved to Costa Rica together, yep, and, and all in Malaysia, yes, sir. And the, la- the last place you've been? In Malaysia, yeah. That's so that was been, the last okay. place. And, and how long ago? We came back um, last year with plans to stay here for about five months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID hit. So we're kind of uh, what's what is worse in the world than a missionary not being able to get on the plane and, and, and get out of here. But we're waiting uh, patiently, uh, trying. We're growing in our patience every day, uh, and we'll be actually headed to Nepal, which is a, a country, a Hindu country, um, right in between China and India. Yeah, yes, that's sir. north of Bro Bridge. Yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, north and, of here. And, and west. Um, <laughs> that's incredible, you know, um, and that's just incredible and are the kids excited about that trip our kids I mean, are real excited and we plan to stay there long term you know we we my wife and i uh really feel like god is calling us to do this long term until mm-hmm. he escorts us out um and so we wanted to find a country that is um one where there's a great spiritual need you know mm-hmm. less than one percent of nepal's population is christian uh, so there are many people who have never heard the gospel so we're really excited about that nepal is also one of the poorest countries in asia um so we're really excited about that opportunity to serve the poor mm-hmm. uh, and it's a beautiful country um so we feel like our children really thrive there uh, the himalayas are there you know so there's a lot of just natural. i think of the movie the bucket list there you go a, a yeah. lot of natural beauty yeah. there yes yeah. um and uh, and so yeah going to the himalayas is uh, on a lot of people's bucket list i bet uh, so come and visit us that's all i'm in i'm coming uh so tell me um Obviously, you know the Bible well, and it's touched your heart, you know. And is there a particular um, Bible character that you most relate to mm-hmm. as a yeah. missionary? Man, that's great. I think I kind of already uh, let the cat out of the bag, but just that um, that parable of Matthew thirteen forty four. You know, it's the shortest uh, sermon I think ever given, but it's probably pound for pound the best. Uh, just the man who finds that treasure um and it's worth more than anything to him and i feel like that's what god has done with my wife and i in this journey as missionaries is that you know when you move out of america and you move away from your family and your friends you uh, sell your business and kind of get rid of all those things you realize that jesus is worth more than all of that and that um, serving him and serving others uh, allowing your life to be a gift to him and to others is worth more than anything that we could accumulate in the world. Um, and so I'm, I'm still a very far way off from being that man, but uh, he really speaks to me. Yeah. I wish you could see the joy in his eyes. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, we have different guests on the show that just show the love of Christ, but you know, he's just on fire. And uh, sometimes when you're on fire, you don't see it, I guess, you know, <laughs> but uh, I can see it clearly. Thank you. And uh, so, um, I wanted to ask the question about um, when you when you are out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what's a typical day look like sure. on mission? Sure, that's a great question. So we homeschool our kids, so that's that's of utmost importance. Right. Um, so usually my wife and I try to get up early and pray. 
Um, we try to uh, have our own, you know, personal prayer time, which is, you know, just reading the scriptures, usually the readings for the day. Um, and we usually will have like a family prayer time where we'll just read the gospel uh, with our kids, kind of break it open and share, which can be interesting with, with young kids. Um, and then we usually don't uh, dedicate the first part of the day to school. So we'll kind of do school up until about lunch. And then generally, for the most part, um, our afternoons or, or and evenings are where we do our ministries as family. Now, mm-hmm. I use the term we very loosely. My wife does most of the homeschooling, so mm-hmm. uh, I might be doing some different ministries during the day. Uh, but she's a great, great teacher. We were both teachers, but she was like a real, really good <laughs> teacher. And so uh, we're blessed to have, uh, obviously, her um, teaching our kids. Um, and then our kids are involved in all of our, most of our ministries. You know, we try to make it a point to do uh, ministries. I, I wish we could, I could have had some of them in here today, but I don't think we would have got a ton yeah, accomplished on the I air. Know. But, we'll have to come back and get, yeah. it, get them to come. Uh, but they're very involved in, in our, our day-to-day uh, Now, ministries. you don't have a big Cajun accent, but, uh, you know, when you when you go out, do, do, do people, you know, what's that? Do they know, hey, hey, you're from, yeah. you don't sound like you're from here. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. We, when we travel, we always just kind of, I always tell my wife we're like a, a walking Mardi Gras parade. You're like walk, <laughs> walking through the airport. Everyone's just like looking at us, man. I'm like, uh, we're stuck throwing some beads and stuff. But, right. um, but no, we definitely kind of cause a scene. Whether we're here in Lafayette, we're a big family. But when you go to like, like when we were in Malaysia, you're kind of the only light-skinned people um, with a bunch of you know blonde-headed kids. Oh my goodness! Uh, so yeah, you definitely cause a, 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 a you're an attraction, but it's a good thing. You know, we find right. it opens up a lot of doors for conversations. And, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like the movie Vacation. I'm I'm on the movie kicks today, yeah, but yeah. it's Vacation, except you're not going to Wally World. You're yeah, like yeah. going to heaven. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> it's a vacation to heaven. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so that's so cool. So uh, so have we? Do we know what we're having on the baby side? Yeah. So praise God, we're having another girl. We're All right, another girl. So we, I'll have <laughs> I'll have five daughters. So I'll be uh, writing so you awesome. for for. Uh, expertise well, and advice Todd. we've had two weddings and you know you whatever you made in the real estate business forget about it it's over with <laughs> yeah. and so i guess we, we need to let them understand they can have some humble weddings That's right. right uh maybe in nepal you never Amen. know so uh w- philip what is uh what is your hope for the future for you know just in, in, uh, we need to get on the book we only have a couple of minutes left in the show sure. but you wrote a book Sure. So we got an author sitting next to me. So tell us about the book. Yeah, well, thanks so much. The book is uh, is called Glorious Adventure, uh, Discovering the Treasure of Taking Christ to the Nations. Um, it's been a work in process for a couple of years. It just kind of chronicles our family's uh, story of being called into uh, foreign missions, kind of leaving our American dream behind uh, and following Jesus in this way. Um, a bunch of different stories of our time in Malaysia, our time in Costa Rica, You'll meet a bunch of our friends that we've met along the way and served along the way. Uh, hear stories, you know, from our family uh, in missions. And uh, how, it, how it, did you get it? Yeah, great. I would I would ask you to go if you're a local listener and get it uh, either at, at uh, Crossroads Collective mm-hmm. uh, or Arcadian Religious. You know, those are dear friends of ours, um, Catholic Charities with Crossroads Collect, uh, Collective, and and my friend Art Garrett at uh, Acadian Religious. So please, Amen. they have them locally. Um, you can also get them on Amazon. Uh, the book is, uh, I was kind of decided to write it under a pen name mm-hmm. uh, just to protect our family, traveling <laughs> traveling in and out of some of these right. uh, these 
uh, Forbidden Countries. So uh, the book is authored by me, but I go by Philip Douglas. So uh, ah. if you're searching on Amazon, it's um, it's a Glorious Adventure by Philip Douglas. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you, just uh, I mean, look, my heart's so warm to, to to have Philip on the show today, and 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 to know that he's represented us so well here uh, in Cajun Country, and keep doing. God's work, you know, you're such a blessing to our community, and I hope you'll come back soon with the family. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Uh, Again, today's guest was Philip Brubacher. He will be traveling to Nepal. Keep him in your prayers, he and his seven children. And um, again, as always, we, we, until next time, we ask you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. God bless. Thank you, Philip. Mm -hmm.